If you have an interest in horses and love learning more about horses, the horse industry, teaching, or even managing your own horse business, then you're in the right place. We would love you to join us on our mission, which is to improve the lives of horses around the world through the education of riders, handlers, and trainers. So get comfortable, listen in, and enjoy. Today's chat's been brought to you by International Horse College. We have a mission to improve the welfare of horses throughout the world through the safe education of riders, handlers and trainers and that's what these chats are all about. Registered Training Organisation 31352. Our guest today is Jackie Barber. Now, Jackie's been on before. We've had a chat to Jackie. If you'd like to find out a little more about it, go to horsechats.com slash Jackie Barber or just go to horsechats.com, search for Jackie, search for Barber. Now, Jackie's going to talk about where and how do I start my riding career, which starts with the actual riding. How are you today, Jackie? I'm very well, thank you, Glenis. Oh, great, great. Now, Jackie, why did you choose this subject? Well, I actually get a lot of students um, who have started off in in a not ideal way, and they're some of them are very nervous. Um, they they've had very bad experiences. Some of them have had um, quite serious injuries, mm-hmm. um, but they've they've sort of conquered those, and they really do want to to ride. So. They've made the first step in once they've had a bad experience to do it correctly and mm-hmm. and ring around and um, you know get find out where the qualified um, registered centres are with qualified staff. So yes. I always you know suggest people do that as a number one. Mm-hmm. 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 Yes, yes. You hear of some terrible accidents where people are just sort of thrown on a horse and not given yeah. any directions and even taken out on a trail ride. It's, you know, it's know. quite, yes, horrifying really, yeah. Yeah, hanging on for grim death and yes. they're very lucky if they manage to stay on. Yes, yes, yes. All right, now your first point is the intro talk. You know, you talk about safety, appropriate behaviour around horses. What sort of things do you tell people there? Well, when they, a lot of people instinctively, if they haven't had any background with horses or, in fact, even much um, interaction with animals in general, they they tend to do all the wrong things instinctively. So mm-hmm. I start by saying, you know, just try not to stare into their eyes um, and always stand at the side of them rather than directly in front and want to rub and pat their face. Yes, Um, yes. And I always explain the reasons why. Um, And obviously no running and no shouting and screaming and arms flapping around, you know, not not to be too excitable. Or on the other side, um, the opposite side, is not to be too meek and mild with... um, very sort of insecure body language because Mm -hmm. the horse would like us to be a leader and uh, appear to be confident. So we have a little talk about that um, and that hopefully allows them just to understand a little bit about how a horse thinks and what makes it respond and react in the way it does um, so that we can avoid accidents. Yep, yep. 
All right. Now, what about the preparation of horses to ride? With your beginner riders, how much do they have to do with the preparation? Do they learn that right from the start? Well, sometimes if if they're quite nervous or, mm-hmm. or shy, um, they just stand back and, and I give a demonstration really about okay. the minimum that is required to get a horse ready to to ride it. So making sure there's no dirt or mud um, where the saddle and bridle is going and have a quick feel underneath the girth area just to make sure there aren't any lumps or bumps or sore areas, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. picking their feet out um, and then saddling them up. So really getting them involved right from the start so they know what's involved. It's not just turn up and have a horse that's already saddled up for you. Yeah, yep. and I yep. don't do too much because, you know, you can keep talking and talking and oh, especially the absolutely. first few times yep. Yep. going in one ear and out the other yep. and there's only a limit to what they can absorb. Um, and sometimes they ask questions and you can see they're really involved and they're confident and then you can sort of go on a bit more and sometimes, you know, they they actually partake as well in mm-hmm. in doing all sorts of things. Yeah, yep, yep. What about going on and the horses prepared, ready to go? The mounting, dismounting, just the walking, correct position. What sort of exercises do you do there? Um, well, I always, I always get people to get on from mounting steps because mm-hmm. I think that's just easier for them. Yes. Um, much nicer for the horse because yes. they can usually be more balanced than that's land. Right. That's right. Yeah. Um, so yes, I always do that, and then we we start just with with walking. Sometimes they they stand, they just sit for a while, and mm-hmm. and I go through the, the position and why we need to be in that position, um, and then obviously we start walking, and it's just so varied with yep. with all the different students what. How you progress, really, from there is very, very varied. Yeah, and I like that they just stand because sometimes if people have had an accident with a horse, it's a big deal for them to get on. You know, the fact that they can feel that they can just sit there, do some breathing exercises almost themselves just to get confident enough to to walk on and take that step. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if they are really nervous, Mm. I will lunge the horse first for mm-hmm. them to have a look at okay, and then yes. when they see that you know it walks and it trots and it stops exactly when I say and it goes around slowly that helps their confidence as well yep yep all right now when they get to trot how do you introduce the trot well sometimes I start with sitting trot and sometimes I start with rising trot mm-hmm. and as you know some some people just immediately get into rising trot and they've got the rhythm and yes. others can take weeks sure so it just depends a little bit um on their their size and mm-hmm. experience and how they feel yeah and what i feel they can or can't do and what would be best yeah yeah what other exercises do you do with them um, well, for the well, for the little ones and and adults, the little ones, I, I give names to all the exercises. Yeah, so, yeah, um, yeah. I usually only do it with with one arm, so they're holding on with the other hand. Mm-hmm. Um, so we do arm stretches, aeroplane stretches, the tower stretch, which is their hands above their head, the ear stretch, where they're 
um, arm is stretching towards the horse's ears and the tail stretch and windmill stretches where they're going up, back and round. Um, and with adults as well, um, you know, we all need to be flexible and coordinated and balanced um, and reasonably fit to ride horses well. So it makes sense to let them think, you know, it's not just about riding, it's getting, finding out exactly where your weaknesses and strengths are and what they perhaps need to work on when they go home. Mm -hmm. And sometimes if they're keen, I'd, I'd give them um, some exercises to do yeah. so that they can be strengthening and using specific riding muscles or muscles that they need to get stronger or more flexible mm -hmm. um, so that when they come next time, hopefully they can feel an improvement. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. And what about things like lengthening and shortening the reins? You do that, or at what stage do you do that? Um, well, I'd, I'd like them to obviously be quite confident about doing that before they ride on their own, because mm -hmm. I find that's one of the biggest things. You know, if the horse just gets a little bit quick, then the moment's lost if they haven't, if they can't shorten the reins quickly. Yep. Um, so, yeah, but some of them find that quite quite difficult to coordinate. Mm -hmm. um, and some people that have have learned um, or got into bad habits, they'll always tend to shorten the reins both together. So they're sort of grabbing the yes. reins and going yes, down yes. with both hands. Yes. So, yeah, they have learned how to try and keep that steady contact and do one at a time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. the lengthening, of course, is easy because they can just – open their fingers and let the rain slip through, but the shortening is always a little bit, bit, bit more, more tricky. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Now the aids for stopping, what are starting turning? What aids do you tell them? Do you tell them a basic aid? Because sometimes the more complex aids might be a bit hard for a beginner. Yes, I know. And I, I really don't like to say, you know, you pull the rain to stop and you kick to make them go. Um, so, what I usually say to them, I, I try and work a lot on getting them to feel things. So if they're um, relaxed and they're allowing their body just to move with the with the movement of the horse mm. and their arms are following and hopefully their legs are fairly still, um, I just say to them, just think of tightening um, your body mm -hmm. so that you're not just following the horse with a with a soft body just make okay. your body a little yep. bit firmer yep. mm -hmm. and just feel if you try and visualize I, I was just going to say that would help with develop their feel you know just the start of develop feel wouldn't it yeah mm. yeah mm. and you know I, I sort of say just think of putting the handbrake on you know you're just not if the pony wants to keep walking and it feels you're not following it and they're quiet, they want to stop. So when they feel you're not going with them or not pushing them forward, they'll usually just stop, especially if you use your voice. Yep. Um, and then they get the idea of using body language a little bit rather than just the rain. Okay, okay. And then what about trotting poles and two-point position? When do you start to introduce that? Well, when I say trotting poles, I to start with, I only have a single pole. Yep. And that's, that's enough to start with mm -hmm. because 
you know, they have to lengthen their stride or shorten or um, give a slightly bouncier stride as they go over, that that's enough initially. Mm-hmm. Um, but when that's going well, um, you know, and if you've got a good pony, then you can always have three trotting poles and, and gradually build it up. Sure. Um, and then practicing um, the two-point position. Yep. Um, yeah, so it, if they can adapt their position a bit and not feel that they have to be stuck in one place, yes, okay. it can help this pony ever does trip or yep. shy or suddenly stop or suddenly speed up. They, they've just sort of got used to feeling themselves in a slightly different position. Yes, yes, and a little bit more strength. And sometimes they feel they've got better value too. You know, they've come off the uh, lesson almost and their muscles are a little sore instead of just sitting there walking around. Yeah. They feel like they've got a little bit more value, especially if they're only riding once a week. Yeah, yes. It's hard when they're riding once a week, but – I have some that, you know, ride once a fortnight and that's yes. even harder. But yes. Um, but yes, I always I always give them quite a lot of homework to do mm-hmm. and they Good. can do it or not. Yep. Um, they're really keen. They I suggest they get a little folder or an exercise book and um, try and have a, a couple of questions mm-hmm. that they they want answers to the next time and learn the um Learn the letters around the arena. We, I, I do sort of little, little tests with them to see if they can think of words beginning with um, that letter that has. Oh, something. okay, yes, something to do with yeah. horses. Yep. yep. Yeah, yep. and then sort of learning other things, and and it's a very good way of them talking to you instead of you just asking questions and and then not interacting or just listening. Yep. Yep. If you're an equestrian coach or a horse riding instructor, or even if you aspire to be one, have a look at the free video series for horse riding instructors on the Horse Chats website. Go there now. Have a look. Horsechats.com. What about the canter? How do you introduce that? Well, um, I've I've got really good ponies and, and horses that will just basically, if I say, I think they know from my body language, so I'm going to ask. <laughs> canter Um, and they will just canter for a couple of strides and then stop Um, so yeah I I do canter on the lunge I know a lot of people don't like cantering on the lunge because you know on a circle it can be a bit unbalancing for them Um, but I just make sure they're they're ready and you know I, I explain to them that how it's sort of going to feel and usually they've seen other riders canter first or they'll stand and watch the horse canter or I'll get on and show them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't particularly sort of tell them to do too much. If they're used to following the movement of the horse and they're yes. used to the two-point position, they'll usually just sort of bounce around and and follow. Mm, mm. And if I suppose if they're on the lunge, that's one less thing that they have to worry about. You know, they don't have to worry about going into canter and then slowing the horse down. If, if they go into canter and you've got the ability to slow the horse down, then that's one less worry for the beginner rider. Yeah. 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 What about riding solo, you know, going out? How do they progress from once they can canter on the lunge? Well, sometimes I I walk 
round in front of them and the mm. pony just follows me and they're sort of going through the motions of turning and stopping and starting and feeling that they, they're on their own. Mm-hmm. Or I might have um, a more experienced rider in front of them on a horse that they're following, or I might ride a horse and lead them okay. um, so they're outside of me. Yep, yep, um, yep. And then without them even realizing it, they're, you know, watching watching me and, um, yeah. Just progressing on from there. Yeah. 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 Yes, they're learning without realizing they're learning. <laughs> All right, Jackie, that was really good. You know, just the steps that you're using to get your, get your riders started and, you know, follow on and just logical steps, you know, logical steps, the exercises and making it a very safe learning experience, you know, so people can go yeah. and enjoy themselves and, and not have to worry about getting a fright, falling off, not having control, all those sorts of issues. Just a good system to go through. Yeah, because that only leads to bad habits. If they're mm, trying sure. to stay on, obviously their primary objective is to yes. stay on. Yes. Um, they're using strength and gripping rather than developing a feel and, and good mm. balance yep. riding that way. Yep. So if they have a good foundation, it um, short term and long term, it, it just makes a lot of sense. Yes, and better for the horse too, you know, to have a rider on and, and be confident that, that their rider is not going to lose balance and lose control and yes. fall off and then they develop bad habits. Yeah. Yeah. Well, as, as you said, for the horse as well, I mean, you know, we've all seen these school horses that have got really stiff backs and mm-hmm. really hard mouths and it can be very difficult and frustrating even trying to teach people how to ride correctly and get a good feel mm-hmm. when you've got those sort of horses. But if if the horses are on the lunge as well, you know, it, it just keeps them happy and they can, they're using themselves correctly as well. So it's it's just correct for the horse and rider. Yep. Yeah, and then they don't sour and hate people getting on them. <laughs> yes. Now, what sort of timeline do you use from the first time that people arrive, say if they're riding once a week, to the actual, you know, going yeah. all through, going through walk trot, all the exercises, cantering, and then riding solo? About how many weeks would that take? Well, for instance, I've got twin twin girls at the moment who are six, and they're just super, super talented, super confident, super bright. Mm -hmm. And I've got two good little ponies. And within a few weeks, they were just cantering around and Mm. turning them. And, you know, they were amazing. And yet I can have people that, you know, a year in and they're, you know, they're progressing, but you think this is really slow (laughs) for whatever reason. So Mm. literally from a few weeks to you know, 12 months mm-hmm. it can be. Mm. Yep. And yep. sometimes it depends on, like if I have, I've only got one horse that can really take the bigger riders um, and he's a he's he's quite loose in his movement. So although he's very, very quiet, he's not the easiest of horses to balance on. So mm. sometimes I have to hold them back a little bit mm-hmm. just because of the horse I've got. Whereas yep. if I have, horse that was a little bit shorter and and not as flexible yep um they could progress a bit quicker so okay no i think that's good i think um good foundation and good system and i'm sure you've got lots of other tricks up your sleeve jackie so we'd like to see you back again (laughs) 
Okay, a pleasure. <laughs> Thanks. Talk to you All soon. All right. Thank you very much. Okay, bye-bye. If you've enjoyed this chat, then please comment, rate, and subscribe. If you'd like any changes or recommendations for guests, then please contact us through horsechats.com. And while you're online, have a look at the government accredited courses at internationalhorsecollege.com. Registered Training Organisation 31352. Remember that our comments and instructions are general in nature and do not take into consideration your individual horses or your individual ability and circumstances. If you enjoyed this podcast, then please leave your comment below 